0: Well, praise the Lord. We're so glad you're all here today. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for supporting what the Lord's doing. Turn in your Bible to 2 Corinthians chapter 12. 2 Corinthians 12. As of last week, we started a new series. And I believe you're going to be glad that you're here today. We started a new series entitled The Serious Business of Joy. Now, I don't know if you realize this or not, but joy is a commandment from the Lord to us. And yeah. yeah. joy is many other things. One of the things joy is, is it's a commandment. Who said, rejoice in the Lord always? And again, I say rejoice. Who said that? The Lord did through Paul. Joy is something you do on purpose. Right. It's not just something that happens to you when things go well. Joy is something we do, just like love. How many of you walk in love even when you don't feel like it? Why do you do that? Because you love the Lord and you're going to obey what he said. Well, love, joy, peace, right? If love is not automatic, why would we think joy was automatic or determined by our circumstances? Is love determined by your circumstances? No, you walk in love at all times. Is joy determined by your circumstances? See, people have not learned to walk in joy on purpose, and we need to. It's serious business. The Bible says the whole realm of God, the kingdom of God, is not meat and it's not drink. It's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. This is, what the king, this is what makes up the kingdom of God. It's the serious business of heaven. Sometimes you just have to laugh because you're serious about getting the victory. Right. Hmm? Sometimes you just have to laugh and rejoice and dance because you're serious about overcoming an attack of the devil. Sometimes you got to just be like your father. He that sits in the heavens shall laugh at the enemy and have them in derision. Now we rejoice in the promises, but sometimes we just laugh at the works of the enemy. We mock them. How many of you know if you don't have that attitude toward cancer, you know, like, like if you can't laugh at it, it shows you have faith in it. You need to not look at these diseases as these big, terrible monsters that man in the natural sees them as. You got to look at them as nothing to the Lord. You know, I personally, I, I've been a pastor for over 30 some years, and I've realized by helping people, making hospital visits, praying for the sick, I, I've, I've learned over the years that the big deal is not a bad doctor's report. The big deal is what are you going to believe about that report? The spiritual force of, be, of believing, the spiritual force of believing or being afraid is way more powerful than an organic doctor's report. That's just the enemy trying to get you to use your power against yourself be afraid. You're going to die. You're going to die of the same disease your grandma died with. you, you got to stand up and say, ah, oh, this is nothing. The Lord already took care of this. You have to have an attitude like this is nothing. And you got to rebuke it like the Lord didn't. Chided. No! You little thing. Devil's going, no, cancer is so big. No, it's not. Compared to your God and the one who's in you, greater is he that's in you than that thing coming against you. It's the attitude you have to have. So turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 12. And Paul, you know, he was praying and praying and praying that these problems would go away in his life. And he got a revelation one day that, wait a minute. I don't have to keep praying that God takes away something, that his grace is already sufficient to see me through. And so on 2 Corinthians 12 in verse 8, Paul said, for this thing or this problem, I besought the Lord. Now notice, I prayed three times about this. That it might depart from me. Does it sound like any Christians you know today or maybe even yourself? Praying and praying and praying that some problem leaves you. That God takes something away. Maybe God's already done something for you and you just need to appropriate it. All right. So he said here, Jesus said unto him, my grace is sufficient for you. What does that mean? That means you already have something, Paul, that will see you through. And see, this is a big problem in the church today. A lot of people are praying to God to take problems away, but they already have the ability to overcome them in the grace of God that's already available to them. And so Paul went from praying and praying and praying to saying something, and he got deliverance. I mean, could be, there's, you could pray until your jaw's ache. Until you start agreeing with the Bible, you're not going to see much change in your life. If God said you're redeemed, why don't you say you're redeemed? Yeah. It says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Say what? I'm redeemed. I'm redeemed. I'm free. free. Everybody's waiting for somebody else to do something for them. It's like, even God can't make you get saved. You can't, you you know, how many know you're not going to get saved just because your parents are saved? You have to have a personal relationship with Jesus yourself. And that happens by you receiving him, not by your parents receiving him. When you, each, when you reach the age of accountability, you have to be born again. And mommy and daddy can't do that for you. So he's saying here that Paul said in the next, same verse, Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in mine infirmities, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Paul rejoiced in the midst of his troubles. He's not thanking God for his troubles. <laughs> He rejoiced in the midst of his troubles. Somebody tell me, what's he rejoicing about? About what Jesus just told him. My grace someday is going to be sufficient for you. No, he said my grace is presently sufficient for you. Paul started rejoicing and said, you know what? I'm going to start rejoicing now because his grace is sufficient for me. And when he got that attitude, he came out of his problems. He got through the trial. He got to the other side. This is so important. When he changed his attitude, he got victory. We don't, you know, we believe in the principles of faith. We believe in one, two, three, but one, two, three, sometimes won't get you free. you got to have a spirit of faith about you. you got to have it in your blood. This is, we're talking about an attitude of faith. When challenges come against you, something comes out of you almost automatically. And that's the word, that's faith, that his, his grace is sufficient for me. You have to be like this if you want victory in this life. Now, I am, I'm going to take a little pause right here and go to Ezekiel chapter 33. This is something I believe the Lord wanted me to show before we go any further. Boy, you don't hear any Bibles turning these days. It used to be like a sea of pages were turning. Ezekiel 33. I know a lot of you are relying on the overhead projection, but we may, we may niche that some Sunday, so you might want to bring your Bible. Oh, probably not, but... In Ezekiel 33, and I wanted to read you this because I really believe this is something we need to attend to right now, and some of you that are watching online as well, really listen to this verse here because I believe this is something the Lord gave me about what we're going to hear today, but not just about this message, future messages, or even past messages as well. So just look here in Ezekiel 33, because I'm going to share some things with you today that might mess up your lifestyle in verse 30 also you son of man talking to the preacher the lord said the children of your people still are talking against you by the walls and in the doors of the house and speak one to another every one to his brother saying oh come i pray you i ask you come to church with me and hear what the word that cometh from the lord is from the lord what's the lord saying let's go listen to the lord let's go to church and they come unto you as the people come And they sit before you as my people. And they hear your words, but they will not do them. For with their mouth they show much love, but their heart goes after covetousness. They have bigger things in their life than what being preached. There's just bigger things. I can't wait till this sermon gets over so I can get back to those other things. Next verse. And lo, you are unto them as a very lovely song, preacher man and one that has a pleasant voice and can play well on an instrument, for they hear your words, but they do not do them. So what he's saying here is these people in Ezekiel's days, they were going to church kind of like you go to a movie theater to get entertained, to hear a lovely song. They were going to to do their their one or two-hour duty and uh, then back to their old life, and who cares what I heard in church, and what he's saying here is these people got no results. They got no victory in their life, if you read on, before and after these verses. Well, here's something we need to be aware of. Um, we can come to church and do our duty, get excited, feel some goosebumps, go out there after church, and our lives be no different at all. No, more, no, no greater levels of healing, no greater levels of prosperity, no greater marriage, you know, relationship. And so I just, I want to encourage you. Now, a lot of times in Faith Heights Church, you hear preaching, inspirational speech, stuff that makes you go, woo, amen. But I sense the Lord say, teach this today. Because inspiration's great and inspiration's fine, but really what's going to matter is what do we do after church is over? You know what I mean? On Tuesday when pastor's not there to cheerlead you, when the the worship team's not there with an inspirational song, what are you going to do after church between services? That's what's going to matter in your life. And so I want to teach you a couple things today before we go. Go back to now Proverbs chapter 17 and remember this. Paul saw change in his life when his attitude changed. He actually believed what Jesus said more than the way he used to think and more than thinking, oh, he has to get these problems out of my life. Maybe you've got something in your life right now, but you're just not using it. And everybody has grace, but not everybody's appropriating it. You know, appropriating grace has everything in the world to do with your faith. Do you believe that the power of God is with you right now to put you over the problem that's against you? Because if you really believe it, you're going to have some rejoicing about you. A lot of people know scriptures, but that doesn't mean they believe scriptures. So in Proverbs 17, turn Proverbs 17 and verse 22 again. We went to this last week. King James says, a merry heart does something. See, joy does something. Anybody need anything And their life changed. One of the the greatest ways to change it is to listen to this one verse right here. A merry heart does something. See, this shows us right here that joy is way more than a responder to good things happening. Joy does something. Anybody want your joy to do something in your life? Anybody need something done in their life? Now, all of you that came forward for prayer today, we believe something has been done in your life. Now just rejoice for the rest of the day. And anytime you think of it, thank God that hands were laid on you and you got the victory. So a merry heart does good like a medicine. Now it's talking about joy being a medicine. So look at the BBE translation. Do you guys have that from last week? If you ha- there it is. The ba- Bible in basic English says, a glad heart makes a healthy body. Notice the word makes. Uh, (laughs) Okay. And remember this, joy is something you choose to be in. Mm -hmm. You don't wait for feelings to be joyful. You, you're joyful. on. Being glad is way more powerful than feeling glad. And if you're not feeling glad, this scripture says, be glad and you'll begin to feel better. Isn't that why you take medicine to feel better? Well, the, the thing you're going to be tempted to do when you're not feeling well is to be sad. I don't feel well. I'm going to be sad. But that's not taking your medicine. If you want to feel better when you're not feeling well, what does this scripture say do? Be glad. Be glad. A merry heart does something. A glad heart. Gladness is a choice. And that's how you take your medicine. So can we all just take a little medicine right now? Ha 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 ha. Ha 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 ha. Come on online, you can do it. Ha ha ha. I know your dog's gonna look at you funny. And your cat's probably gonna go, meow. Just do it. Ha ha ha. You can do that. You can be anything you wanna be. You're a child of God. There ain't no circumstances that can push you around, tell you what to be. You tell them what you're gonna be. I'm gonna be glad. I'm gonna rejoice in the Lord. So here's the interesting thing. It's easy to be glad when everything's going well. But it takes people of faith to be glad when everything's not going well. And people have not seen this. They've not realized that their circumstances are directly connected to their joy level. Or their complaining level. If you don't think complaining doesn't open the door to bad things, read 1 Corinthians 10. Complainers were destroyed in the wilderness by the destroyer, just like the fornicators. Mm -hmm. So before you start criticizing people for, you know, having sex outside of marriage or just make sure you're not in the same category by complaining. Right? They got the same end. Oh, I'd never be an idol worshiper. Oh, I'd never tempt Christ, but the same people that were destroyed for those things, the same group got destroyed for complaining. Complaining is actually a declaration that your Father, God, is a failure. I mean, think today's our last day for complaining. Amen. I don't care if people did you wrong. Complaining is a declaration that God's a failure and He can't see you out of the problem. He can't, he, he can't get you out. Complaining is saying, God, you can fix anything except this. These people did me wrong. They lied about me. They stole from me. I mean, that is not a good time to complain. That's a good time to go. Thank you, Lord. You're going to take care of me anyway. I'm going to keep the door open to the Lord. You got to watch out about this right here. Because it gives God access to do things in your life. And it gives the devil access to do things in your life. It said the complainers in the wilderness were destroyed of the destroyer. Who's the destroyer? Well, we know the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. The, the devil's the destroyer. Who do you want giving access to, God or the devil? <laughs> wow, we might have to back up a little bit here. Okay, good God. Everybody say good God. Good God. Bad devil. Yes. Who, who do you want to give access to, God or the devil? Yes. Anybody say God? Yes. How do you do it? With your words. Yes. Even Jesus, you know, he, he can't do anything for a person if they don't confess him as Lord. So turn to Habakkuk chapter 3. And this is actually where we left off last week in Habakkuk chapter 3. And I'm going to read you a couple of versions of this. But I want you to look at Habakkuk 3, New King James Version. And um, I'm going to read it to you word for word. And I think they'll probably have it on the screen. What do you do <laughs> when everything goes wrong? Answer. Not what you've been doing. <laughs> not what the entire world does. Not what most church people do. You're going to have to do something out of the ordinary. Now, I know nobody in this room can, to- can relate at all to what I'm saying when I say, has anybody ever had anything go wrong? Oh, I guess we could teach something else now. Everybody in this, how many of you got something going not so good right now around you? How many of you got got some circumstances right now around you that aren't looking real good? Anybody? Is there something we can do to change those circumstances? Now, when it says a merry heart does good like a medicine, that could be to your body, that could be to your marriage, that could be to your finances. Did you ever notice the admonition in the book of Psalms, be glad? It says it many times, be glad, rejoice in the Lord, be glad, be be. Don't just feel. Be. Be is stronger than feel. You're a child of God. You can be sad no matter what, or you can be glad no matter what's going on around you. And you can be sad by choice too. We got to quit being so circumstance dominated. When we line up with the word and we start getting happy because of what God's done, that's what causes circumstances to change. Be glad. I'm going to be glad. Ain't no devil or circumstance or person going to tell me I can't be glad. I can be glad anytime I want. One thing, I'm going to heaven when I die. Devil says, you're going to die, you're going to die, you're going to die. So what? That's far better. But I ain't going to die until I'm done and you're not going to push me out of my body. I'm not going to be evicted by some disease or car wreck or plane wreck. I'll leave when I'm ready. And you should have the same attitude. If anything other than that gives place to the devil. And there's some people here need to get an attitude about that disease that's come against you. Your cause need to come out. So not me, huh? uh No, 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 no. I told you last week at the end of the service that I had to stand on the Word for this terrible toothache that hit me. And uh, I, got the, I got the victory, I mean, like that morning, but it, it tried to come back throughout the week and I kept standing on the Word. I'll tell you what, y- you, you cannot... You cannot go down if you just stand on the Word every day. The only way you can go down is if God lied. If you're going to choose to get a merry heart and to be an up person and develop the habit of joy and you don't see victory in your life, then the Lord lied to you. He didn't lie. It's just it's some of the hardest things sometimes to get God's people to take their medicine. Pastor, you just don't know what I'm going through. Yeah, I do. Start laughing and rejoice. The Lord's your salvation. Yeah. But you don't understand my problem. Come on, honey, take your medicine. But you don't understand my problem. My husband did this and my dog did that and the government did this and so-and-so did that and I got this thing in my body. You, you better start taking your medicine or you're going to die in that mess. Right. What's, your, what's the medicine? Joy. Doing something that you don't feel like doing. Right. Yeah. Are you ready for this? Ha, 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 What are you doing? I'm laughing because I'm a child of God and I can laugh anytime I want to. And if I laugh in faith, I'll see circumstances change that the doctor said couldn't change. Anybody need to just a little, take a little medicine right now? For your marriage? For your finances? For your body? Ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. What are you doing? You're taking your minute. You say, that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Well, it may be different, but how many of you want to see a change in your life? Oh, yeah. Come on, if you keep doing what you've always done, you're going to keep seeing what you always saw. Right. You want something out of the ordinary? Then you've got to do something out of the ordinary. Duh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> My tone was a little off there. Back to chapter 3. Come on, look at this here. Anybody ever had anything go wrong? Anybody ever done something that if you were found out about, they'd, they'd put you in jail? <laughs> no hands, please. Because <laughs> this is going on camera. <laughs> Anybody ever done something that you deserve punishment for? Anybody ever been lied, to, lied about? Anybody ever lied to you and you lost a big deal because of it? Yeah. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Anybody have any disease come against their body? Pain? Yes. I had recently. My tooth is doing great today. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a happy camper. <laughs> Anybody been and been financial distress? Yeah. Anybody ever been hurting financially? Yeah. Why? Instead of more money at the end of the month, you got more month at the end of the money. Anybody ever been there? Are you there right now? I wonder what God's instruction is to us to get out of that mess. Well, just keep praying and praying that the Lord will take your problems away. No, Paul already tried that, and if you learn from his experience, you won't have to go through what he went through. Amen. He was praying and praying and praying and praying, getting zero results. Sometimes you got to go from praying to saying what God's already done for you. His grace is sufficient for me. The money's coming in. Bills are paid off. I'm rich. Abundantly supplied for. I'm a giver. I give away $100 bills all the time. Is that you? (laughs) Now, before we close, remind me to hit this, okay? But when it comes to prayer, and when it comes to asking God for things that you know is His will, like prosperity and health and strength and wisdom and anointing and all these good things? Come on, when, when you see it in the scriptures, are you just ask God for something that you know is his will for your life? You ready? The world calls this law of attraction. I call it the law of faith. Amen. And that is, here's what the world says. The world says, decide what you want and just act like it's already yours. Where'd they get that from? The scriptures. Jesus said, whatever you desire when you pray, believe you receive it and you'll have it. Whatever you desire when you pray, right then, believe you receive it and you'll have it. So I say this, act like you got it and you'll get it. Uh, Can I go one step further? Be happy like you got it and you'll get it. That is a revelation. Now, what do we talk about? We're talking about We know our Father didn't lie to us. How happy would you be if somebody you knew loved you in the natural? Think of a person, dad, mom, uncle, someone, so whoever. How many many of you would be happy if somebody walked up to you today with the means to meet every need in your life and said, I'm going to do it for you? How many of you would be happy? Would you try to be happy? Or would you just be happy because, why? Because you know him. Big problem in the church, say. People are trying to trust God for things, and they don't even know him. Hmm? If you know him, and he tells you, hey, listen, I'm going to supply all your needs, you're like, oh, glory to God. (laughs) Hallelujah. You don't even try. It's just like, whoo! What do you do? You start going to everybody, man, my father, God. He's supplying all my needs. You see those needs right here? Ah, he said he'd take care of all of them. Right. If you can't go public with your faith, then something's wrong. Come on. And that'd be a little of embarrassment there or something. Maybe because God's not super real to you like he needs to be. Anybody happy today because of what the Lord told you? Yes. If you could stay in the realm of happiness, you will see things change quickly. Amen. See, we have to, we've got to. We've got to get in the habit of rejoicing when we don't feel like it. Amen. You've got to get out of the mouldering. If you want to go higher, if you want to be a bigger blessing, how many of you know more, more coming into our lives mean we can be a bigger blessing? Right. So why should we be interested in more? So we can give more and be more of a blessing. Right. To the work of God, to people getting to heaven, to the poor, to the hurting, to the weak, to the sick. So Habakkuk chapter 3. In verse 17. Though the fig tree may not blossom. And if you're in the business of these things, this would not be good. Nor fruit on the vines. Though the labor of the olive may fail and the fields yield no food. Though the flock may be cut off from the fold and there be no herd in the stalls. What do you, okay, what do you do? Now that, those, that previous verse is not talking about good things happening. That's not talking about bad things happening. Your businesses are shutting down. Cattle's being killed. Nothing in the stalls. What do you do at a time like that? Ha <laughs> ha! What do you do? You remind yourself of what God told you. And then you laugh about it. Right? I mean, you could laugh just because someone told you, or you can laugh because you believe God is your salvation over this problem. What do you do? It's like, why Why would you do that? Why in the world would people be rejoicing like this at a time like this? Because they believe something. You're not going to know what you believe when everything's going well. You're going to know what you believe when everything's like hell. So easy to say amen in church. What about Tuesday morning? Wednesday night. Well, hopefully Wednesday night you're in church rejoicing. (laughs) Come on, why, why is he, okay, why is this guy saying, yet I will rejoice in the Lord, I will joy in the God of my salvation. So what he's saying, he's saying, I believe God's my savior and all this stuff that's happening to me is temporary. Yep. Why do you rejoice when everything goes wrong? Number one, you're not dumb, you're gonna take your medicine. But number two, because you know that all this stuff that's going wrong is in submission to God if you'll just believe God. And God will turn it around. Next verse. The Lord God is my strength. That's why I'm going to rejoice. Devil's saying, You're going to die, man. This is over. You're, you're over here. No, God's going to make my feet like a deer's feet, and He'll make me to walk on my high heels. Now, read this out of the message translation. Newer translation, a more modern translation here in verse 17, I believe it was. Look at this up, up on the screen if you don't have the message. Though the cherry trees don't blossom, everybody say drag. <laughs> We want them cherries, man. And the strawberries don't ripen. Hey, if you're a farmer and you're in the business, this is your livelihood. Though the apple, apples are worm-eaten, wheat fields are stunted, though the sheep pens are sheepless, and the cattle barns are empty, I'm singing joyful praise to God. I'm turning cartwheels of joy to my Savior. I think we should allow cartwheels in church. <laughs> Why not? We've got scripture for it. Oh, come on. The guy that was healed at the gate called beautiful of a lame condition since his mother's womb. This guy was healed immediately. It said he went to the temple walking and leaping and praising God. We need more leaping. Yeah. Maybe a few cartwheels. Yeah. God counting on God's rule to prevail. That's why we're rejoicing. I, I, I take heart and gain strength. I run like a deer. I feel like I'm king of the mountain. Who? A person that believes God's greater than these problems. Oh, church, do you see this? Now, in in closing, turn to Mark 11. Turn to Mark chapter 11. Why would they be rejoicing like this in the midst of so many problems? Because they believed something. I should say they believed someone. When you get this revelation, the devil doesn't want you happy. There's times you just need to smile and laugh just to make the devil mad. Like right now, ha, ha 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 ha, ha 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 ha, ha 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 ha. Here's here's what the Bible says. You ready? The Bible says in the Book of Psalms, when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, and Zion in the New Testament is the Church. When the Lord set them free, they said we were like them that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter. And our tongue was singing. Wherefore, they said among the heathen, look, the Lord has done great things for them. And they said, the Lord has done great things for us, whereof we are glad. I thought it was interesting, he said, when their captivity was turned. Has Jesus turned our captivity? (laughs) Yes. Just push on the prison door, it's unlocked. A lot of people just think they're locked because they see the bars. Uh, The Lord destroyed the lock, just push the door and walk out. People sit there all their life thinking they're locked in just because if you push the door, you find out that it's unlocked. You could have been having a wonderful time in your life. Yeah. So go to Mark 11, verse 22. Uh, actually, you're, do that. Go to 24. Let's You had it right. For time's sake. Jesus said, I say unto you, What things soever you desire, when you pray, Do you desire healing? Do you desire prosperity? Do you desire wisdom? Do you desire strength? Whatever you desire, everybody say what things soever. You desire desire when you pray. What's our part? Believe. Believe Believe what? Believe that you receive them. Believe that you believe that you receive those things you desire when you pray, and you shall have them. So let me let me leave this with you today, church. What does it mean to believe you receive healing when you pray? You haven't felt it yet. Maybe it hasn't showed up yet. What does it mean to believe you receive it before you have it? What does that mean? Well, one of the things it means is this. Be happy like you got it. Right? Be happy like you got it. That's not going to feel natural. You're going to have to tell your face how to look. You have to tell your mouth to do its job. And the whole while, the devil's going to be right there going, you fake thing, you, you fake facade. You're not happy going, ha, ha, ha. You're not. And you can just tell the devil, you know what, devil? I, I just you're just sad because you're going to hell. OK, right. <laughs> you're just you just got a chip on your shoulder. right? right. I'm a child of God. I can be anything I want to be. And I'm rejoicing that God is my savior from this thing. I'm rejoicing that he didn't lie to me. If he said the money's coming in, the money's coming in. Ha, ha, ha. Well, I'm not going to go ha, ha, ha unless I feel like it. I'm real. You're real feeling oriented. What about the spirit? What about God? What about the word? This is amazing to me. God's chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the mighty. A lot of things that the world thinks is foolish is what brings total deliverance to people. And if you have a problem with pride or you have this, I'm going to be real thing because you're all physical and and have no idea that there's a spiritual realm. You hardly receive anything from the Lord, though he wanted you to have it. So I say we just ha, ha, ha all day long. Amen. Right. Amen. <laughs> if your marriage is not doing well, what should you do? Uh-huh. Take your medicine. Now, better, it's better if you both take it. <laughs> but even one of you taking it will help. Right. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, so here, here is real easy. What did you learn in church today? Ha, uh-huh. ha, 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 ha. Be happy like you got it and you'll get it, Jesus said. Right. Now getting in... Is easy. Staying in is the challenge. I found myself just laughing during the week last week when this tooth thing would try to act up again and I just said, ha, 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 ha. And I just felt like the Lord said, son, just stay in faith and everything's going to be all right. You can laugh because of what you believe. You don't have to wait for a joke. <laughs> laugh because of what you believe. You're a child of God. You don't have to wait for no joke to be happy. You're bigger than that. You're stronger than that. Oh, comedian, please make me laugh. Grow up. You're a child of God. Love, joy, peace. It's in you. Stir it up. Believe what God said. I mean, come on. If the wise men rejoiced with exceeding great joy when they saw the star pointing to Jesus, how much more should we be rejoicing who got Jesus in us? They rejoiced with exceeding great joy when they just saw a star pointing to the birth of Jesus. Wise men. How much more should we be rejoicing? Yeah. Everybody's waiting for things to change before they get happy. Any unbeliever can do that. Joy makes good things happen. Let's stand up and be happy like we got it. Woo! What are you believing for? <laughs> oh, come on. What are you believing for? Whatever you're believing for, hook it up with joy and say, I believe I got it. Now remember the Lord told us last week, that if some people in this church would smile more just just that one little thing if you just smile more in your daily daily life you'd live in a higher degree of health yep. based on what a merry heart does good it's a medicine that's what